The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson. Thanks for joining us again, and uh, we are in for an amazing show today. I think you're going to be really um, just empowered and enlightened by our guest. But before we invite our guest on, as always, I want to really explain who we are. Well, we're Wellness Interactive, and our signature brand is the Wellness Lounge. We're located at 14 South Orange Avenue in South Orange, New Jersey. And our belief is that, um, uh, especially with this show, is that we can be living right next door to someone who is doing amazing work, and we may not know. So what I like to do is bring in all of these uh, uh, excellent, uh, terrific, empowering uh, guests to help us take it a step further. So it is the Wellness Lounge a step further. And, of course, you can always find us on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook, and it's Wellness INT. We're uh, on Pinterest and Instagram. So please engage and be social with us. But first, right now, I'd like you to just invite um, our guest uh, on and stay with us and listen to all the wonderful things she has to say about her game too, because Deborah Williams is the president and CEO of Her Game Two Inc. and Apparel Productions, and actually she's Dr. Deborah Williams. We're going to know more about that. Who is the presidency of Her Game Two Inc. Apparel Productions and Talent Management Company, headquartered in headquartered in Stanford, Connecticut. She is a native of Chicago, Illinois. She was summa cum laude. Uh, she was a summa cum laude graduate, Tougaloo College in Mississippi. She received her master's and doctorate in clinical psychology at the University of Georgia. Uh, her Game Two Productions has produced many of the largest fashion show events in the country, including Harlem Week, the Circle of Sisters fashion show for WBLS. I can go on and on, but and I'm loving it because she is also produced the NBA Wives Celebrity Fashion Show. But she's the founder of Behind the Bench, which she'll speak more about uh, because we're just coming off of um, uh, NBA All-Star Weekend in New York. Uh, she has uh, just negotiated an exclusive merchandise licensing agreement with the National Basketball Association. In addition to several uh, having several college team licenses, Dr. Williams received the Black Rose Award for African-American Entrepreneurs and was voted 
1999 woman of the, at the top of the game of her. I, I'm just, I'm looking at all this and I don't know where to just, there's no end. I love it. I love it. She's a business innovator of the year. I don't want to leave it out. I don't want to stop. She has received the community service award for her commitment to young women in the community through linkages to excellence. This is a program which she founded through the Links uh, Inc. organization. Dr. Williams has received a number of awards, including being named 1999 Women of Distinction by Ebony Man Magazine and being crowned Mrs. USA 1990, (laughs) who's who among colleges and universities. And awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, Dr. Deborah Williams. Thank you for inviting me, Desiree. <laughs> I love this. I love it. So I can't wait to just jump, you know, jump right into the core of who you are. So um, there, there, uh, there's a publication called Women of Wealth, and of course you're on the cover, Deborah Williams, uh, Christina Ratliff, uh, Dee Dee Abdur Rahim, uh, Jacette Lane English. Uh, Tommy Rose, um, these are women, uh, these are NBA wives. And, and you, of course, uh, you're an NBA wife. Uh, we'll speak more about that later, but um, I want to take a, a, uh, share with our listeners this passage uh, uh, during your interview. You spoke uh, so eloquently about, um, and this is your statement, of course, if you become a, a better person at the core, you become better at whoever you are and whatever you are doing. I love that. So beautiful. So beautiful. So <laughs> Thank you. tell us more about who you are and how you navigated this amazing uh, platform that you represent now. Because not only are you uh, representing uh, women in business, but you're representing women in community. You're, you're just doing a lot. Women in sports. I love it. I love it. So were you this, at the time, uh, many years ago, were you this child that uh, thought, um, I'm, I, I am great, I'm going to be great? Because, you know, uh, you're also a psychologist. So when we're young, we don't always know how to – navigate our experience as a young person. So who were you as a young person? Were you always thinking big and beyond, uh, you know, the circle of life and so on? (laughs) I I do think so, uh, Desiree. I Mm -hmm. was always, I was born in Chicago. Actually, I was born on the kitchen table. Uh, (gasps) Really? (laughs) (laughs) I was born on the kitchen table. Of my grandmother's unit, my mom was young, trying to get a degree. Uh, She wanted to be a nurse, and so she was trying to stay in nursing school. And so I, during my early years, was raised by my grandmother, actually in the Robert Brooks Projects of Chicago. Mm -hmm. So um, it's interesting when I talk to people about that because oftentimes people don't really want to accept or acknowledge their beginnings, but exactly, I, I don't know what that's that about. A okay, but but I, we you and I can talk more about that in a moment. But mm-hmm. exactly, they think that's a weakness, but I actually think it's a strength because it is some of the things that you learn when things aren't always easy. 
Um, sometimes you have to run when you need to and stand and fight when you have to. Those same things that build that intercore, that interstrength, are some of the same skills that you take into the big boardrooms on Wall Street. So um, I started there. Um, I was always really busy. I always liked to be involved in a lot of different things. I participated in track. I participated in cheerleading and played the violin and worked on the studio. Wow. And just I danced for 12 years. I just liked to be active and involved and um, take leadership positions for really as long as I can remember. And that carried on. I graduated early from high school. Oh, my goodness. I left. Well, let, let me just ask one, one question there. Uh, what, where, where's you, your, what, your, it's your mom and your grandmother. Now, mm-hmm. when, you, when you're doing all of this, are you, uh, you, you're also pulling, I think, from women. I don't know. Uh, and, oh, absolutely. And is this absolutely. something that um, uh, all of what you're doing is it? Are these things uh, your the women in your life are pushing you to do, or you're just driven to do, or you see something in their life that you're pulling from? Your grandmother, I, your I don't mom. feel that they pushed me to do it. I feel that I was driven to do it, but I always felt supported by everybody. We I came from a, a family of women. And most were single parents or single women raising their mm-hmm. children. Um, and so I always felt supported by all of the the very, very strong task-oriented women in my family. Oh, and um, when I went away to school, um, I, you know, my mom was still in nursing school. My grandma was on a fixed income, so we were struggling through that. But everybody pitched in, and they would always send me things and gift packs and whatever yeah. bit of money that they had, they would send to me to make sure that I had whatever it was that I needed. It was a real community project when yes. I went away to college. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful. <laughs> it was a community project, but it definitely got me through. And um, I always appreciated everything that they all did when they, you know, even though everybody could only do a little bit, yeah. by the time everybody helped a little bit, it was what I needed to be able to get through. Right. So, and that's so empowering, right? It's Just very to, much You're, you're kind of like the rock star at that moment when everybody's pitching so. in to kind of help you <laughs> move. Right. You I, I mean, special. I can relate to that. That's why I'm saying that. You know, uh, right. Coming you from a, a family of women, 11 sisters and four brothers. Oh, wow. And oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and I love what you're, you're speaking about when you talk about it's a community effort. I think mm-hmm. our parents and our grandparents – that's how um, you know communities remain communities. You know, That's right. they were they That's were right. pulling from each other. They all gathered together, and it didn't matter who the rock star was that day or or that year. You were on, and we needed to support, or they needed to support us and, and push right. it through. Exactly. So that's so beautiful. Exactly. Awesome, awesome. So when you um, you get to high school and you're going on to college. I'm sure. Um, uh, gosh, you're 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 still you're you're that person. You're that girl. <laughs> are other young people in your high school as driven as you are? I I just want our listeners to know and uh, really embrace the fact of um, uh, number one community support. 
but also um, it's okay to be driven in the midst of chaos if there is any. So um, are other young people driven around you? I think um, other young people are different people have different levels of support and encouragement around that. But I did feel that there were other people. Of course, you you always have your people that aren't driven, but I never really navigated to those people. I, I always, <laughs> right, that's always important. <laughs> I always navigated to the people that were hungry, the people that wanted yeah. to be successful, that wanted to go places. And the circle that I found myself in was always that circle. It was never the circle of of students right. that just wanted to hang out and didn't really have any sense of direction. Those weren't the people that I that I tended to surround myself with exactly. or that surrounded themselves around me. So ah. we, we kind of fed <laughs> off of each other yeah. in our own drive and our own determination to move ourselves forward. Wow. So um, I, I see that, um, uh, you know, when you were in college, uh, you grad, graduated uh, summa cum laude. You, you've just done a lot, Deb. So mm-hmm. I, I really um, want to stay with uh, just the fact that being a woman and being an African-American woman and all the things that you've done, what's the balance of, of all of this? Just being a woman, first of all, and, and it, it, to me, has nothing to do with race at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have our own issues, uh, but just being a woman, how do you navigate this space that you're in now? How does all of that bring you to now? You were married to an NBA um, uh, player and also the NBA uh, coach of the mm-hmm. Knicks. That's mm-hmm. that, That's got to be... Um, uh, the the whole idea of a balancing act and being a psychologist that's got that's got to keep you thinking constantly or, or or I don't know maybe it's a strategy but tell us um, just how to keep that balance if you have well, something I, some little I, nuggets you want to help us with nuggets well I I think that being married anyway is challenging. Ah, people trying it. to put their lives together and stay on the same path, I think, is is challenging under any conditions and circumstances. Right. And I do think that when you layer, um, you know, she has her own ambitions and his scheduling and people pulling on pulling at everyone in all the different directions, it's kind of that issue of marriage being hard on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's real. <laughs> that's so real because that's, oh, my gosh. Exactly. That's, that's, I, I love it. <laughs> so it's not you know, easy. Um, I oh, interviewed I'm sorry, my pastor um, on the show as well, and, he said something, we were speaking about marriage, I asked him a question, he said, you know, um, marriage, it's, it, 50% of it is who you actually marry. And so, and, and I, I'm in agreement with that, you know, 50, 50% is actually who you marry. So um, going back to your statement, marriage is difficult anyway. So when you're married also to a high-profile profile NBA player, right. and you still have to deal with marriage, you know, marriage and family, and then you have careers, <laughs> and careers like yours and exactly. his. Gosh, that's, yeah, that's, 
like being it's like steroids, right? But, it is. It but is. definitely, um, it takes I think special people to get through it all because um, you can make decisions that work for the both of you all, whether you're together or not. You know, you can people can divorce and stay together, and you have you know children. But the bottom line is, how do you put everything in its right perspective? It's mm-hmm. the children. It's the careers. How do you balance that for people well, who are listening, even if you're not married to an NBA all-star player? Right. It's challenging. I know that when I started my company, for me, for me it was really challenging because I think that many times the dad in the relationship can – they have a little more flexibility than the mother does. So mm-hmm. when I started my company, I set up my offices in New York City, which means I had an hour-and-a-half commute at least in and out of the city. So that was three hours a day out of time, <clears throat> coming home late. So when you're starting your own company, it's difficult. It's not even a nine-to-five. It's a nine-to-whatever wow. type yeah. of job. <laughs> but, but you've got to yes. at home. I have two children at home. I have a husband at home that needs time, that needs attention. I have two children that are involved in all of their different sports, and then I'm trying to get in and out of the city and not forsake my own dreams and my own passions, which I had really put on hold for a long time because it is really difficult to have your full career and then be in a situation where your partner is being relocated. You don't know exactly where. Right, wow. Trying to keep your kids situated. Somebody has to anchor down home. You both can't be gone all the time. So for a long time, I had to put what I wanted to do on hold for Mm -hmm. the sake of my family and for the sake of keeping us together and not being bi-coastal and me keeping my career here and his moving from team to team. Mm. So at some point, you do get to a point where I really do need to do those things that are burning inside of me to do. Yeah. And so I did that, but it it, it definitely presented a challenge. So Mm -hmm. I found that I was very stressed out with all of it because you always end up feeling as though nothing quite got done right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The the 100% or the 110% that you like or you would like to give it's it's not there. I so no, get that. It's, it's so for, do me just one favor. Hold that thought, Deborah. We'll return in a moment. We're going to break for commercial. We okay. are speaking with uh, the fabulous Deborah, Doctor Deborah Williams. <laughs> she is going to continue to enlighten us and empower us uh, going forward. How she navigates this amazing experience that she's living now, being a CEO of. Uh, top apparel company and um, talent management company, and, and she is the founder of the NBA Wife, which we're going to speak about when we return. Thank you for listening. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? 
Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to take a fresh look at your life, but where do you start? Your world has thousands of possibilities that are waiting to be explored. Find out how you can discover your possibilities by tuning in to Fresh Start with Sue Williams Braun. Midlife is a turning point in your journey. It's a time to take off the blinders and find what has meaning for you. Our guests include experts and inspiring people who are making their middle years count and will inspire you to do the same. Fresh Start airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. tuned in to the wellness lounge a step further with host desiree watson to find out more about our programs please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com that's wellnessinteractive.com now back to the show thanks for joining us again we're speaking with dr deborah williams and she's the president and of uh, and ceo of her game two and the founder of uh the NBA Wives Behind the Bench. So, Deborah, we were just speaking about, uh, of course, some of the challenges uh, uh, that can uh, occur being married to a high-profile athlete. Um, Just um, take us uh, where you were at the time um, of, uh, or, or, I should say the year, of course, is 1993, and that was 22 years ago when the NBA Wives uh, Behind the Bench was formed. But take us uh, to where you were personally, um, uh, mentally, you know, uh, thinking about how am I going to uh, get the attention of the guys or even the association, the NBA association and so on. How do I get the attention of someone or an association or organization uh, to look at um, what can be supportive for women. And this may be, I don't know, was it, was it something you had been thinking about for years or you just got to that point where you said, hey, we have a voice and um, they could help? Well, it was just being in the lifestyle and really knowing that the need was there. That um, because being you know an NBA wife, I think is very different than people anticipate that it is. <laughs> and so knowing that and knowing the heart of many of the wives, I knew that there was a need for us to come together as a sisterhood, as a support sisterhood, and that's really what drove the initial conversations about the association. So it started out with writing letters to the Players Association and the NBA, um, explaining that, trying to get support for it, um, just being a little relentless uh, where it came to that. And then during one of our meetings that we had, they normally annually have a players meeting, and whoever 
the player reps are go to a particular place and they do their planning meetings. And at one of those meetings, I asked um, Charlie Grantham, who was the executive director for the Players Association at that time, if he would sit in on a meeting of a group of wives and mm-hmm. talk to us about what we were experiencing and why we felt we had a need for this organization. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, um, all kinds of fireworks went off in the in the meeting as we wow. started yep. to talk about Helpful. and express the need for us to have a collective group, a uh, support group. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. from that point, it just started to move forward. We got his support. We got the NBA's support. And then we, we at that time, we were actually called the WNBA. Uh, we went through the name change and all oh. that. And, and <laughs> I didn't realize that. WNBA? <laughs> Yeah, we we used to be called. We started out being called the WNBA. What did um, uh, the W women? It was the women of the Na- uh, women of the National Basketball Association. Ah, okay. Or okay. wives. Uh, well, maybe maybe uh, it was wives of the NBA mm-hmm. Association. I forgot. It was something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you all are doing great work. Your um, your foundation. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah, and you're child. doing work within um, various communities throughout the country or outside of the country. Can you so, elaborate more on uh, what you all um, are engaging we have with? We have supported a number of organizations, both in and out of the country. We supported uh, the um, hostel in the Nassau, Bahamas. We've supported charities in Puerto Rico. And here in the States, we've supported all types of organizations, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Susan G. Coleman, Breast Cancer, I mean, a wide variety of young audiences, the Children's Assessment Fund, St. PJ's Children's Home. I mean, we've wow. covered a gamut of organizations that are committed to empowering particularly at-risk youth and women. Those have been our two big focus areas over the past 22 years. That's this excellent. Year. So are the husbands involved in all the efforts that uh, you all um, are engaging with? Well, the husbands have been very supportive. I mean, we did a big fundraiser here in New York on Friday night to support the American Cancer Society, and we had numerous spouses that were there supporting their wives. <laughs> Fantastic. But is this also, um, because I know we have, is it um, their retired players and their wives, are they also engaged with you all? Oh, absolutely. Everybody. Uh, so all, that makes it, it even matter whether you're retired or you're active. empowering platform because you have uh, husbands that may come out to support uh, that haven't haven't played in a while, but they're one of the NBA legends. So exactly, exactly. Excellent. So we have both. We have both the legends, and we have a number of young. Because you do have to have both. You got to have the young wives, the marquee wives that mm-hmm. people who mm-hmm. want to associate you- with. And then you have to have the wives that have been around and know the traditions and are kind of carrying forth some of the missions and goals of the organization. And then you've got those young ones now that need to really take us into the next millennium. And we've survived for 22 years. But let's face it, the world has changed since then. And Mm -hmm. so we need these young wives now to step in and really take the organization to the next level, and that's where we are. Right. And so, as you just mentioned, the world has changed. It's constantly changing. So are there challenges at any time um, trying to engage uh, the various 
age levels. I'm just going to say it, you know, <laughs> because we all have children and we know uh, right. the world is going really quickly. So when you have young wives coming in, I think it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. My whole thinking is that we need to um, constantly be engaged with young people because uh, they do have uh, a voice, a, a greater voice sometimes, but not greater generally than uh, the people have been around for many years. But they have a greater voice when it comes to technology and things that that's happening. You know, exactly. uh, they exactly. can tune into it so quickly, exactly. and uh, they can share much quicker than we can sometimes. So. Can that be challenging, um, engaging Absolutely. all Absolutely. levels? I think of, in all uh, organizations, your organization? that is challenging because you try their their generational gaps in there, and you have to be able to bridge that gap between those that have been around a long time and those that have new ideas and want to come in and execute those ideas. That's I think always a struggle in an organization between keeping it as it was and then doing things differently and moving into a new direction. So, you know, that's always a challenge for us. I mean, challenge for us has always been, like, infrastructure and building infrastructure because we've always been, believe it or not, we have run an organization for 22 years with no executive director, no full-time staff, just... Wow, really? To make and to, to make these things work. And that's, that's challenging in and of itself. So we really are at a point where we've outgrown that and we now mm-hmm. really have to begin to build infrastructure for yes. the organization in order for it to sustain itself into the future. So that's really what we're focused on now. But it's amazing that we've been able to do that, to have to have donated millions of dollars and create huge events and not have any full-time staff to really assist that. Wow, so, that that is quite amazing. It's, and exactly. that says to uh, that really speaks to rather uh, the strong support um, uh, uh, system that you have in place. Uh, whether it's the, the husbands or it's just wives supporting each other, or you know, and and you're of course building this uh, great platform. It's got to be a lot of support because you're. I believe. Are you co-chairing? You, you, people are chairing events, or how does yes. that work? Exactly. People co-chair the events. We partner with our charities, and then we, beyond that, have to just roll our sleeves up and, and do a lot of work. <laughs> I know. Listen, I, I know you do a lot of work. It's fantastic. Do a lot of I'm work. always in awe of it. So um, let's it. talk about. Uh, first of all, I, I want to congratulate you because. You were given uh, an award on Saturday. Your weekend was full. It was full. <laughs> and uh, it, this, this amazing event on Saturday, um, Party for a Cause, uh, Anthony Avant and Dale Davis, um, who uh, have created this, they created this great platform, Party for a Cause, where um, the uh, players actually come out to support their foundations. And I think Foxwood uh, uh, sponsored it, and they're playing poker and all these great things. Anthony Avant, of course, is a retired legend, um, also retired uh, NBA player. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not sure, Dale Davis is as also? or Yes, he is. Yes. Definitely so is. both players coming together to create this platform. I understand it's going to travel around the country, and it's not just for NBA players, but it's for uh, NHL, NFL, uh, MLB. I think it's an amazing platform, but I was really, really just um, 
just honored to be in that space uh, and also watch you get an award. Reverend Jesse Jackson came out. So speak a, a, a little about uh, how, what that means, uh, first of all, getting the award and, and the platform. Well, first of all, it was an amazing event. We had yeah. a fantastic time. I actually got uh, was there as a guest of one of the sponsors, Steve Hightower from Hightower P- Petroleum. Oh, right, very, right. Yes, mm-hmm. and he was very supportive of Anthony and Dale and stepped in to make sure that that event would take place. Um, it was wonderful. It was we excellent. Had, like, we had so much fun. The food was great. It was it was a great night, and I was very honored to be there. I actually just happened to be there to accept the award on behalf of Behind the Bench. We received the Rainbow Push Philanthropic Organization of the Year for 2015. Wow. So we were so honored to oh do that. Oh, my gosh. Because normally we are the ones that are recognizing the charitable work of so many different organizations. Yeah. Behind the Bench, not very many people know about Behind the Bench and the work that Behind the Bench is doing. Right. For them to recognize Behind the Bench for its effort over the last 22 years and really you know, shine light on that versus what people are seeing on television shows. <laughs> so oh my really gosh. Represent the reality of, of what we do was what felt really great for myself and the members of behind the bench that were there that evening. Beautiful, beautiful. And you, you mentioned television. This is so true. Um, it, it, there are only what, how many players, 300, 350 or 350, 350, Players, do you think, or teams? I don't even number two something. I think two I'm something. Okay, sure. so I thought at one time it was like three hundred exactly. or what. And I say this because, um, you know, with all the great work that you all are doing, and as you mentioned, you're traveling around the country, partnering with other great organizations, and you're getting the work done. You're getting the job done. I'm just uh, really blown away with uh, 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 the platform of how, uh, yeah, the wives are presented. And and, in most cases, when you're looking at these shows, I don't know that people know this, but a lot of them aren't really, you know, uh, they're not involved with what you all are doing. Right. And I know a lot of the ladies that are involved with the shows, but I I think that people miss the fact that that's television and that it is produced for television. Exactly. It's entertainment, right? It's entertainment. It's that it's exactly it's not reality it's entertainment and I've, i know a lot of those ladies and i know that that doesn't represent the life that i know them to lead and i've been involved with the wives association for 22 years and mm-hmm. i have yet to see anyone get up and run across a table at a five-star restaurant <laughs> so, so you, you just have to or, understand or pull out someone's hair exactly <laughs> No, and that's real. I love that. Thank you for thank you for enlightening us about that because that is definitely real. I don't think. Listen, let's be honest. I've never ever seen uh, a basketball wife or not. Uh, I've never seen anybody in a restaurant, five star restaurant, run yeah. across the table. And you, thank you for saying that. So it's yeah, it is television. It is entertainment. So let's speak a moment uh, about Her Game 2. Now, I love that name. You know, uh, oh, my gosh. I love the name, love the the line of clothing, and you continue to add. And now you're 
in Macy's, I guess. You're all over. Just tell us how you, uh, number one, came up with a name, (laughs) and then how you decided to go um, really into apparel because uh, you're a psychologist. And so, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I was on hold because of us moving around from state to state, and I was going from state to state. And, you know, I was in uh, Indiana, and I licensed there and got moved to Texas, and I moved to Texas, and I licensed there, and then we got wow. to New York. And at some point I just decided that that wasn't going to work with our lifestyle that we had practicing as a psychologist really just wasn't going to work if I was going to stay and keep our family together. So her game two came up in that kind of in that space after I had been working with the NBA Wives Association and and to be honest, when I first started that, I didn't really know what I knew. I was learning it as I went along, but I mm-hmm. learned a lot. I learned as we all do mm-hmm. exactly. I learned about branding and creating job descriptions and how to deal with um, interface effectively with David Stern and the league to gain respect for the organization. I mean, I learned all of those things as I was doing them. But what I did realize after having done that is that I knew a lot more than I had given myself credit for knowing. Right, right. And that um, if I could do that, I certainly had the ability to run and own and run my own business. So Her Game 2 came up during the time that they were working on uh, researching for the NBA to find out is whether or not there were, really was a women's market for WNBA. Mm-hmm. And so what they found in doing that research was that almost 50% of everybody that was coming to a game was a female. Wow. And 50% <laughs> of everybody who was watching a game was a female. Wow. And up until that point, nobody had really paid any attention to the women's market or, or as being mm-hmm. part of sports. And now all of the sports have actually found the exact same thing. So Mm. game two really represented that, that we are a big part of sports, but we were really underrepresented when it really came down to being credited for being mm -hmm. a part of it. So my Mm. thing was it was his game, and now it's her game too. Ah. Exactly. So um, I went to Dave Checkett's at the time we were uh, playing with the Knicks, and I had a conversation with him about that and said, Dave, you know, I've been here on the team. I buy a lot of things out of the store, and there's nothing. I, every time I want to buy gifts, I buy the same thing. I have right. a, a coffee mug. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because it wasn't really. A mug, a T-shirt, and a cap. Exactly. <laughs> and a cap. That's right. So he said, well, you know what, Deb, you're right. We really never, even though we have female buyers, we really were really sourcing for men. So he gave me an opportunity to do some products for Madison Square Garden and the, and the range. Wow. And that's really where I got started doing, um, creating some women's items for the garden. And then it went from there to me being able to acquire a full league license and then shipping. Oh, my gosh. Good for you. I'm just so happy for you. And I'm just so um, – just the work that you're doing on all levels, uh, we should all, women, men, we should all uh, listen and be engaged with with you. And uh, just for the mere fact that her game, too, and – you you did all the thinking and all the strategies. You just stepped up and you just went straight through the door. So speak to um, a number of women that are out there who have great ideas and, and they want to engage on, on various levels and, and of sports. They want to do business. They want to do all this. 
Can you just speak to them for a moment about just taking the step? What does that feel like, and, and how can you enlighten and empower us to uh, just go through that for so many years? Well, I think that a lot of time, oftentimes people are just afraid. Um, mm-hmm. That, And I think as women, we are particularly afraid, and we're afraid of what success might look like. We're afraid ah. that if we are maximally successful, mm-hmm. that the price that we might have to pay might be too high, that our children might suffer, that our marriages might suffer. If we've got ill wow. family or parents, that they may suffer. I mean, we, we're our worst enemies in terms of that, and I think it stops us and it keeps us from getting where we have the capability. That need to be, and as you mentioned before uh, about yourself, you said you just felt that there were things you needed to do and you wanted exactly. to do them. So exactly. um, exactly. stay tuned just for a moment. We're going to have to break for commercial, and we're going to speak again to Dr. Deborah Williams. She's enlightening us and empowering us with, um, right now, just walking through that door. <laughs> so uh, she's going to share many other wonderful nuggets with us. So thank you for listening, and we shall return in a moment. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks for joining us again. We're speaking with Dr. Deborah Williams. She is the founder and CEO of Her Game 2, and she's also the founder of the NBA Wives Behind the Bench. And, Deborah, you were just uh, engaging with us, and I think it's also empowering to know that um, uh, the way that you have navigated your whole life experience with business and family, high-profile husband, all of this, um, we were just speaking about how 
you know, we sometimes, uh, women, we're afraid. We can be afraid because uh, of so many things, and one being uh, the idea that the things that we may do may compromise our family life. Uh, just engage uh, a little more on that because, um, uh, as you mentioned before, marriage, period, is difficult. So when you bring in all of what you know is a person that makes you comfortable and makes you just that person, that woman, uh, that business uh, executive, that entrepreneur, all of this that makes you solid, it can be compromised. Uh, how do you balance it? How do you navigate it? Well, just by, as you're describing, it's, well, first of all, you have to just accept the fact that you can't be everything to everybody. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You have goodness. to start with that because some, a wise person did tell me once that even if you give 100% of everything that you have, <laughs> five big buckets, you're only going to have 20% in each one of those buckets, <laughs> and that other 80% still <laughs> hasn't gotten done. <laughs> I love it. So, that is definitely so a wise person. Accept that as a reality. But, you know, I love that. I love that. Which brings me also to the fact that I told my husband once, uh, I said, uh, you know, trying to balance everything. I said, you know, it's never going to be 50-50. So one, one yeah. year I said, okay, last year I think I, it was 80% and, and it was 20 for you. So this year, I'm sorry, you're at least it's going to be 70 this year. <laughs> so it's like, here, you need to go to school now with the kid or something. It's just never, ever balanced. So. It's, it's, never, it's never balanced. And I think it's no matter what decision you make, there's going to be something that didn't happen. And I think that if you can just accept that, then you can find some peace in your life because I see corporate women who've made the decision that, you know, work is going to come first and their career is going to come first and they now they really feel guilty about the children or whatever has gone on. Right. Aren't getting enough time and then those that made a decision to stay at home. It, there's just no perfect scenario. You just have to do the best that you can. You just have to do what you can. You have to give what you can. You have to make sure that you save some time for you because mm-hmm. that is the other thing that we do as women. We give everything away and we don't keep Yes. It. So we there's there's got to be a point at which you, which you just close the door, put some candles <laughs> in the bathroom, lock it because it'll right. come in. <laughs> right, right, that's so true. You know, I was having this conversation also with one of my my dear friends, one of my girlfriends. I said, you know, uh, I love uh, the idea that yeah, you just just lock that door. But I also said to her, I said, are you kidding? Is anyone ever going to walk up to you and say, hey? I think you need this. Go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I said, no. When we're running, you know, companies, families are just going to work every day. You don't find too many people walking up to you. And I'm talking a support system. I understand that everyone, you know, they love you. But when you're doing all the work, they're, everybody, they're, everyone's being taken care of. So nobody's thinking, you know what? Here, take the time, take a year take off, take a few months, take a couple of weeks. You have to take <laughs> no, the because they need you. So yeah. to your point, find that space and lock the door. Lock, lock the door. It. I love it. So you have two children. I do. I have a daughter and a son. Tell us about your children and your support system, because I know, you know 
hey, listen, we have parents, we have cousins. It's something about the children allowing us to be in our space. Tell us more about uh, how they are supported and how you're supporting them. Well, my children are both adults now. Right. I guess I guess my children are children. (laughs) They're still your children, right? Uh, (laughs) My children children. are adults too, so I get it. Yep. Uh, My son plays basketball at Binghamton University, so he's a senior this year, and he's wow graduating. I know, and and going on to to graduate school, and oh my, my daughter. I know, and my daughter. That's awesome. Um, she graduated from George Washington University. Wow. She's now I'm um, an executive at Verizon, and she's on the rise. Uh, oh my goodness. Rising corporate executive, so she's um, um, out now and doing great things, and um, got her own apartment and her own life. And oh. So I saw her yesterday, which is always a treat because once they get their own life, you know they're they're. Yeah, yeah. We we have to kind of. <laughs> we so I'm we always have to connect our calendars when they get their own life. It's like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Exactly. But, and so yet so they shared in the weekend, the NBA All-Star weekend, your daughter um, and your son, or just your daughter came? Well, my daughter, uh, neither one of them actually made the event. My daughter, my son's at school, they have games, and my daughter had work travel, so she didn't get to make it. But I saw her the next day. She came up to the hotel, and we spent some time together. Oh, my gosh. And that must make you just so extremely proud because when you read the bio of all the things that you're doing, um, and you you shared so many beautiful nuggets with us, when you read your bio and then you've got terrific children that you're proud of and they seem to be balancing everything as well, I mean, how, how does that make you feel, really? Well, that is that's why you get up in the morning. That's why you mm-hmm. do what you do. That's why you persevere despite whatever the obstacles are for them to have that balance that you're talking about right now. And that's why you right. go above and beyond. So they still to this day remain the joy. I mean, there there's work and then there's real joy. Real joy, solid joy. Real joy. And then is I, what I, I also feel being I'm able to children. follow in your footsteps or have someone or or some, both both parents obviously, but have having someone they can follow that uh, has a sense of stability. Exactly. I'm sure that my son is going to go the entrepreneurs your route he's very wow really yes uh, his dad has a company down in atlanta asphalt and paving company in atlanta and wow he's grooming him to to take that over so i'm certain that he will and he he my son is very he's a great salesperson great marketing person and he's (laughs) going to be a tremendous asset to this company i mean i literally groomed him from a baby to be aggressive on the sales side and marketing side and I once saw Excellent. Him in my booth sell a little piece of string to a lady for ten dollars. So I'm sure that Oh my Oh my goodness. I love it. So he's, he's doing you know, well. I I so enjoy um uh doing this show because of the fact that I meet uh, uh, well, uh, obviously, um, you know, we, I, I do know you, Deb, and, and the full disclosure. So, but I meet uh, people beyond what I know about them, and mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful, beautiful space to be in where um, people like yourself, you're sharing. But one thing I know for sure, all the, the guests that I have on who have children, 
they're really um, mirror images of yourself. And Mm so I think being, uh, you know, uh, just an excellent parent, and I know that we all try to be great parents, but after it's all said and done, they're really going to follow what you do, you know, Um, not necessarily literally, but they're going to follow if we present a good image. And I've yet to interview anyone who um, don't have great kids. Exactly, exactly. The, the success and, and, and great kids, uh, it, it somehow uh, aligns itself. <laughs> you well, know? you know it's the confidence because what drives you to success is just that confidence on the inside. So once you can instill that confidence in your child, everything else will fall into place. Wow, love that. And it begins very early. It begins very early. Instilling confidence. Now, um, uh, that confidence, however, if you're in an NBA family, I think sometimes uh, it, it could, uh, could be challenging for the child because the focus is on the dad. It, it is, but it just it, it's funny because I remember when my son was young and people used to come up um, when he was with his dad and, you know, people would ask for autographs and for whatever reason, he always thought that they were asking for his. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, you've done a great job. You've done an excellent job, Deborah. <laughs> so he would always tell me, no, they don't want his autograph. They want mine. <laughs> oh, you have done an exceptional job. That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. So listen, tell all our listeners where they can find you and if, uh, you know, websites. Um, I'm not sure. I think, did you write a book or any? Tell them uh, how they can stay connected to you through um, we're social. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, you can go to hashtag her game 2 with the number 2. You can go to Facebook at her game 2 We're at her game 2 there. They can email us at on the AOL uh, her game two with the number two at AOL. So uh, we don't have our website now. We're actually, I guess we would call it um, relaunching our. I just actually launched on Friday night our luxury sweater collection collection. Oh wow! Excited yeah, and I saw that. that. Lots of wearing. buzz I love about it. that. Gotta have so um, when when the website comes back up, you will see the new sweater line licensing uh, deal that we put together. So uh, right now they can um, email us, they can follow us on Twitter, they can find us on Facebook, and we would love to hear back from any of your listeners. I'd be excited to hear from them. Oh, absolutely. So um, tell us about Macy's. Are you in Macy's? or We were in Macy's with the denim collection, but we are not doing the denim collection now. We're coming back with the sweater collection, so we're back in conversation with them again. Regarding okay, and how about uh, the NBA? Uh, you, you're doing licensing with the NBA? Or I actually am not. I actually you're doing there doing... in their store? or. I am not doing that. I, I actually did that for the past 11 years, so this is wow, our first year that we are not going to be doing that. Okay. So we are actually moving in a different direction. Moving in a different direction. Hey, mm-hmm. keep it moving, <laughs> as they would say. So, yeah. Deborah, I just want to thank you again for uh, joining us on, uh, you know, uh, the Step Further. It's the Wellness Lounge of Step Further, and you indeed are taking it a step further. And I'm so, you know, humbled by the fact that, uh, uh, what you do really helps 
so many communities, and it helps to enlighten women to do more. So thank you again for sharing with us. We've been speaking with Deborah, Dr. Deborah Williams, <laughs> the founder and CEO of Her Game 2, and she is the founder of the NBA Wives uh, Behind the Bench, and they, too, have a website. So please uh, Google or look them up. So thank you, Deborah. Oh, BehindTheBench.org. Dot BehindTheBench.org. Yes. So thank you for joining us, Deborah. Please come back and share more of those great nuggets with us. Thank you so much for inviting me, Desiree. I really appreciate it. Okay. You're welcome, darling. Stay tuned for next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge. A step further, please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or our replay Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life.